Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. I'm here with Liam Ryan, who I've known for quite a few years, in fact, best part of seven years, when he restarted it in property. He's a fantastic guy. He's a property investor, a coach, a guru, a mentor, an author, social media extraordinaire, and he's got a wealth of experience because he, he's failed or learned hard lessons. His business died. He started again, and now he's built a multi-million pound business. On top of that, uh, he helps, guides, advises, directs, a lot of people in, in the UK in terms of building property, building a business, and also how to make deals. Fantastic interview, watch it, and then leave me your feedback at the bottom, leave us questions, and I'll happily answer them. Now, you're a very enthusiastic guy, you've got loads of energy. Yeah. Some people will love that, and some people are going to loathe that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and those who possibly loathe that, what do you think they misunderstand about you? Um, well, look, here's the thing. Some people will hate about you the very thing other people love about you, right? So you can't keep everyone happy. Yeah. And, um, you know, back in the day, I, I used to be a people's pleaser. And if someone didn't like me, I'd find it quite personal. But I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Um, none of us are everyone's cup of tea. And... Um, I think some people, they look at people with energy or with enthusiasm or with success and they've just got their own demons. Maybe they're jealous, maybe they're resentful, um, maybe they've got stuff going on for them and, you know, they, they see stuff in me that maybe they want to be, you know, a better place in their life but they don't know how to get it. Uh, maybe people see me as a bit of a cheesy Essex-type character but, you know, I am who I am. I love myself in terms of I care for myself. Um, I believe in myself and, and I think that's important. And, you know, I've got people that are my clients now that, you know, three or four years ago, they were like, yeah, wasn't too sure about you, Liam. You know, who's this Essex boy? And actually, we've listened to your stuff. You make a lot of sense. And, and now they're some of my biggest fans and followers. Which happens over time, doesn't it? Because happens over as time. As they get to know you, they like you, they yeah. trust you, they, they form a relationship. Yeah. Now, I, so it's important to be consistent. I yeah. think that's the most important thing. Be consistent in your message. Um, don't worry too much about the trolls. Um, I, I remember getting my first troll, actually. I celebrated. I was like, yes, yeah. I've got a troll. It means I'm yeah. doing something good. Because for every troll, you've probably got 100 people. Of course that you have. You. Of course you have. And at, right now, you come across as a confident guy. And I've known you for, I think, six years since you started your property journey back in Peterborough. Uh, and have you always been confident or are there certain things that you did over those, those years mm. to gain the confidence? Because a lot of people struggle with that, don't they? They, don't, they feel that they have a, either a lack of belief or a lack of confidence to use other people's yeah. words. Yeah, it's a really good question. I think I've always been fairly confident. I've always been a go-getter. And that comes from seeing my mum go through a lot of pain, not having a lot of money, living on a rough council estate. You know, one of my first memories was me, my mum and uh, my brother in this cold, dark, damp room sharing a tin of spaghetti bolognese. And I, and I made a promise to myself there and then that I'll do whatever it takes to be successful and provide for my family. So, 
it's weird because I may seem like I've got this outer confidence, but I still have this inner lack of confidence as well. So sometimes put me in a big room or put me in a situation, I, I still get the monkey on the shoulder. I still get nervous in situations, but you just got to push through that and yeah. um, believe in yourself. Absolutely. And there must be certain days where you're feeling down or you, you, you think that I don't want to go to work today. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do to kind of lift yourself up from that situation to say, come on, I've, I've, I've got to break through and get to the next yeah. stage? So um, great question. Listen to podcasts, watch some motivational videos. Um, I enjoy training. So go and have a good workout, gym session. Uh, do something that you enjoy. Uh, I think a lot of people don't do enough of what they enjoy. They just get into the nine to five in the rat race, grinding it out and don't actually take any time out. So, hey, watch a film or watch a documentary, you know, kick a ball around, go for a walk, go for a swim. But then sometimes when you're feeling down, your best efforts can't, you know, your own thinking can't get you out of it. So you need to do something else. So that's what I tend to do. You know, speak to my mentor. There's loads of things that I try and do just to get myself out of my own head. And uh, in terms of, uh, you've mentioned, watch a documentary or a film. What's the best film you've seen in the last 12 months? Oh, what have I watched? It's in the an last easy question. Months? I'm hoping you're going to give me the answer I want, by the way. Okay. <laughs> what is the best film I've seen in the last 12 months? That, that is a good question. I watched a documentary. I think it's called The Void. Okay. I think it was a documentary. It was about a rock climber. That, it was a, a freestyler. I'm pretty sure it was called The Void. Yeah. But, but something like that. Let's talk about films, though. Yeah, you, yeah. You're going to give me one film. One I, film. I saw one recently. And I think what did you you'd, be, you'd be perfect for that. I'll give you one <laughs> I'll give you one clue if you don't get it now. Okay, uh, then I'm gonna cry. Shaken not stirred. Oh yes, 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 the Bond film. Yes. yes. <laughs> Have I you did. seen that? Yeah, I took uh, me and Holly went on a date night. It what, was a fantastic What did you film. make of it? I thought it was great. Thought it was really good, um, engaging. Yeah. Um, I loved the opening scene when he was being chased and he was in the car. That yeah. was just really good. And of course, the, the ending. I'm not going to say too much because yeah, people might not have seen it. it but, that's right, but, yeah. but the ending was like a bit of a shocker. It's different, isn't it? It was a different ending. It was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't see that one coming. Very different to a, a known Bond movie. Yeah. Or the kind of, kind of Bond movies I used to watch as a kid, Roger Moore and Sean Connery. Yeah. And this is different, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think this links more to people's daily lives, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And uh, as a coach and a mentor, I assume you think you figure that's important because yeah. people need to feel connected, don't yeah. they? So, yeah. what are some of the things you do to connect with people? Because you've got obviously a big following, mm. uh, and it's, it's difficult to get to know everybody individually. That's never going to happen. Yeah. But how do you create a connection with people generally? Okay, so that, that's, that's a really good question. So, so typically, I do a lot of stuff on social media. So, again, you know, Instagram, YouTube, podcast, Facebook Lives, daily content. Um, a mixture of entertainment, education, inspiration, motivation. Uh, and, and the way we connect with people today is very different. The way we build relationships is very different. You know, people very quickly can get to know, like, and trust you without even ha have, having ever met you, ever met you. So that, that's important to make those connections. And then when I'm looking to actually work with someone, say one-to-one, -one, one of my mentees or one of my investors, then, hey, we'll just go and have fun and 
have meals and race fast cars and go go-karting, clay pigeon shooting, spa days. Like I just took a whole load of my top paying clients out to London last week. We went and saw Mary Poppins, slap up meal. And, and that's great. You know, we're creating that community, that tribe, that, that movement that's taking place right now. And, and people are really looking for that because they feel let down by the system. Yeah. Um, millions of people have been through a real challenge and it's been tough in the last it's few been months, tough. It, it's know? been tough for a lot of people but life is for living these challenges will, will make people stronger but you can't do it on your own so if you can find a great community where there's like-minded people that are gonna give you a kick when you need a kick but give you a cuddle when you need a cuddle um that's that's what i do to connect yeah, with people good. you also talked about motivation so there's two things that i take from that one is do you read books i listen to you books. Listen to, okay, you listen to books uh, what are the th- three top books that have had the most impact on you in terms of mindset? Uh, the top three books. Uh, I really, really enjoyed the Grant Cardone 10X book. Yeah, you know, that's a good It's a really, yeah. really good one. Yeah. Um, go larger, go home. Yeah, go, go, that's basically you know, yeah. high, high energy. Yeah. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, was one of the first uh, Kiyosaki, all, yeah. Yeah, Kiyosaki that, that I'd done. Um, I remember listening to that for the first time about seven years ago. I've never read that before. And uh, Napoleon Hill. Yeah, that's an old time yeah, great. Yeah, that's an old time great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think and grow rich. Everything yeah. kind of stems back. Yeah, and, and I love Richard Branson. I love reading uh, really stuff on him. Uh, Rob Moore stuff's really good. Yeah. Uh, Life Leverage is a great book. Then, man, there's just so many books out there. My business partner Jay Munoz, Property Metamorphosis, yeah, I've read that insane book. And of course, my own book, right? So. Yeah, good. <laughs> and uh, who's your most favorite motivational guru or mentor you know, that you haven't met? So you've either read their stuff or listened to their stuff or seen them on YouTube? Uh, uh, Richard Branson. You know, like, yeah. And what I, do you like I, about I, Richard? I just, I just like, you know, he's had more failed businesses than successful businesses. You know, he's very much, I believe, a team player, very much about building community, building team. You know, he's really hot on leverage. Um, and I'm hoping to go over to a mastermind with him next year um, at, on, on his island, Necker Island. Yeah. yeah. Good. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be great, yeah, yeah if I can get to yeah, meet yeah, him as well. Yeah, be cool. be, he's, he's supposed to be a very yeah. down-to-earth guy. Down-to-earth, humble guy, likes to challenge himself, a little bit out there. Yeah. So, yeah, sort of ticks Good. all my boxes, really. So we're going to have now a very fast round question, uh, questions, uh, which can either give one word questions or I'll keep the answers as short as you like. So if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be, Liam? Thailand, because I've never been there. Okay. And if you could have coffee with any historical figure, who would you choose? Oh, my goodness. That is one tough historical figure. Oh, you know what? You got me on that one. I would say, I know it sounds crazy, but Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I had two people. Margaret I, Thatcher, yes. I I've, I've, I've seen some of it. I, I, I don't know why, but that would be someone I would like, because she was one hardcore. The, but lady. there's two names I can do on my I thought, I yeah. bet he's going to either say Churchill or yeah, Thatcher. Yeah, Thatcher, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, fine. What do you think the world's going to look This is going to be longer than a one-word answer. What do you think the, the world's going to look like in five years' time from everything you know? Because I know you do a lot of personal development, coaching, mentoring, you, you work with people, you're innovative. Mm. Well, it's a crazy time right now, right? Yeah. And there's lots of stuff happening which none of us saw happening. 
But I feel that in five years, you know, we have a chance now as a, as a nation, as a community to, to make this place a better place. And, and the world as I see it is a beautiful place. Even though there's a lot of war, there's a lot of famine, there's a lot of hatred, there's a lot of resentment. Mm. You know, I, I see the world as a beautiful place with lots of great opportunity and you, you, you make it how it is. So I, I think in five years, if you've got the right mindset and the right outlook, the world's going to be a great place with great opportunity where you can create amazing memories. I think you've got to be positive, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't you? And there's a lot of people out there, Liam, right now who are struggling, who had, had difficulties through COVID. Maybe someone's passed away. Maybe they've had COVID and they're trying to recover from that. They've lost their job or they've just started properties not working out for them, or they've had some kind of a setback or a failure in their own mind or some kind of a challenge. What advice would you give them? Because you've been there how many mm. years ago and then you've come through that. You lost yeah. a business, you've had other personal challenges, which I know about. Yeah. Uh, and so what advice would you give to them? Okay, the, the, the most important thing is to upgrade the circle of people you're hanging around with. You know, it's essential. You know, they say you're the average of the five people you hang around with. So if you hang out with five positive people, you're going to be the sick. If you hang out with five to six people, you're going to be the sick. So upgrade the people that you hang around with. Find great mentors, get around great coaches, get involved with a great community. It has fundamentally been the thing that helped me transform when I was in a dark place six years ago. I think that's fantastic advice because we can always do with external support. Yeah. And if people are really serious about improving themselves, and there's two things you have to do, as you know. One is invest in themselves and then take action, mm. take big action, because that's the only way you're going to improve. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, find a product, think about what you're passionate about, you know, have a good chat with yourself and say, right, what am I good at? Yeah. Because there's so much I'm not good at and there's some things I'm really good at. Focus on those things you're good at, turn your passion into profit, yeah. look to serve people, build communities, empower people. Every single person on this planet, we have the opportunity um, to make it a better place. And then find people who are good at what you're not good at, hire them, keep them on board and get that's them it. to do all the stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. what I do. But you can't do it. That's why they call me the deal maker. Absolutely. I'd like to just be in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't touch on the deal maker. Okay. Uh, and we will do. So why are you called the deal maker? Um, I think I'm called the deal maker just because I've always been really good at doing and putting together deals, finding the right people with the right skills to get the right result. And, and I don't tend to get too involved with the nitty gritty with, with anything like, you know, even if we just take my property, you know, I've done over 28 million pounds worth of property deals in the last seven years, but I'm, I'm, I'm less than five hours a week in that business because I've got Jay, we've got other developers, other business partners. So yeah, I've just got this knack for, you know, bringing people together, being in the middle, you know, getting a commission or just creating some type of joint venture. I really enjoy doing that. But as soon as I've done one deal, I'm just on to the next. I'll celebrate for a few minutes, but it's like, right, what's the next deal to be had? Your focus you're driven on. Yeah, what's the next opportunity? So I don't sit still for very long. Uh, you know, wherever I go, if I'm in a room, I could be on a plane, I could be on holiday. It's like, is there an opportunity here? Is there someone here that I can connect with? You know, what's your skill? So I really like networking and meeting new people and exploring on how we as teams can can come together to you know work towards a common goal of success happiness and making a shed load of cash that's the end of the game so <laughs> a final question or to finish on deal making a lot of people struggle to negotiate deals or to make deals happen or the deals fall through or something doesn't work right what are your top three tips in terms of making a deal successful communication is really important a lot of people don't know how to communicate properly so just be 
um, set your intention from the beginning. You know, this is what I expect. This is what I'm looking for. What are you looking for? Is it a good fit? If it is, great. If it's not, no problem. There's no love lost. So yeah. communicating is really important. Um, over-delivering as well. So when you're in a deal, whatever that looks like, or you're looking, just always look to go above and beyond for that person and over-deliver on, on what you say um, and, and stay focused. Three great tips. Yeah. It's been a pleasure, Liam. Cool. Thank nice one. Much. Thanks very much. Thanks Thank for having me. Cheers. So, Liam, what's happening for you right now in terms of business? Anything interesting well, you're working on? You, you know what? We've got, we've got so much stuff going on at the moment. We've just had one of our busiest years. 2022 is just looking insane. Um, a lot of what we've got going on at the moment is really developing and creating new partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, we're a property business and wealth training company, so offering different verticals out to our amazing community where we can teach them all lovely things about property and business and social media and sales and speaking. And then, of course, we've got our development stuff going on with the one and only Mr. Munoz, the Essex Columbian. So, you know, continuing to look for, you know, single lets, small scale developments, always on the hunt for raising more money. So there's never a dull day in my life. There is always something exciting going on, building the team, partnerships, raising money. So, yeah, we're busy. So a lot of people have challenges in terms of raising money. How do you go about in terms of raising more money for your deal? Because I know you've got quite a bit going on, but obviously you must need cash all the time. Yeah. And then you've got so many fantastic students who are probably asking you, how do you get more cash? Yeah. So what are your kind of secrets or tips or techniques for raising finance? Cool. It's a great question. So, you know, when I got into the property world, doing it the right way, again, six years ago, I, I was in a position, I didn't have access to money. I just lost the business. I was in a bit of a dark place, you know, feeling sorry for myself. I knew I wanted to build a multi-million pound property portfolio, but I didn't have the funds to do it. And it's a really big block for a lot of people. However, there's more money in the world today than ever before. And uh, one thing which you can do is use OPM, other people's money, private funders. They're sitting on a lot of cash right now. Maybe they've got money in stock shares, ISAs that are underperforming, you know, money under the bed. So how do you go and access this money? Well, a couple of really important points. Number one, you've got to position yourself as the property guy or the property girl. Make sure you've got your branding on point, you know, your website, your social media platforms, and then really have a good deep understanding of how you can work with private funders. Are you going to do a savings accelerator loan agreement type product? Do you offer more of a joint venture 50-50? They put in the money, you do the work. So really digging deep on the service you offer, the unique selling points, practice talking to investors. So you can do that with friends and family members, your partners, and then start putting yourself out there and going on the hunt. Social media, networking events, charity events, friends, family members. And really the aim of the game in terms of raising money is get yourself in a pitching situation. If you've got a great deal, if you've got a great service where you can help people make more money, then you're doing people a disservice if you're not talking about it. It's about having confidence, having balls of steel, and, and also embracing rejection because not every private funder is going to want to work with you. Yeah. But the more people you sit with, the more chance you have of getting the money. So basically, anybody age, age over the 11 with a pulse, start talking to them <laughs> about how you can get their money. That's it. And, and generally speaking, are you looking at the, the interest 
model, the JV model, or a, a bit of both? Yeah, good, good question. So when I, when I first started, my first ever private funder was Dave from Basildon. Mm -hmm. He was introduced to me from a good friend of mine called Will. Okay. I met him a couple of times at his social club in, in Basildon, and he was having his hammock and chips and his pint of Fosters. And, and I met him in a social club with like other, you know, 60 other people that had sort of retired. And initially that was on a fixed rate return. It's only 5,000 pounds at 10%, but it changed my complete mindset. My second investor, just a few weeks later, was a, an amazing lady who gave us 250,000 pounds, but that was on a 50-50 JV. So in, in the beginning of my uh, journey as a property investor using other people's money, I typically did more 50-50s. Now, certainly for the last few years, we do more fixed rate return because we then get to own the asset 100%. We're not having to give away the equity and we're also giving our customers uh, a great return. Having said that, if I'm sitting with someone because some private funders, they're not interested in six, eight or 10%, they're gonna want an, an equity stake. I, I'm not gonna say no to 50% of something is much better than 100% of nothing. That makes sense. And in, when you started off going back six years, what were some of the kind of big challenges you faced at the time? Because there's be some people who are listening right now uh, who are just starting off or are about to start and they're not, um, they're not sure about their journey so what advice can you give them in terms of the challenges you faced and how you overcame them? Yeah, so, so, so knowledge is, is obviously a big challenge. There's many, many different ways to make money in property. There's so many different strategies, single lets, deal mm -hmm. packaging, serviced accommodation, HMOs, commercial conversions, uh, delayed with completion, lease options. There, there, there's a lot going on in the market right now. So one of the challenges for me at the start was getting focused because reality is I wanted to do it all. And initially I tried to do like four or five strategies and after about six weeks, I ran out of steam and I sat with my mentor and we said, look, what's important to us right now? And for me at that time, I wanted to own the, the assets and I also wanted the cash flow. So then we started to do, get really drilled in on HMOs. We've done 11 of those in the first year using none of our own money. And then we started to move into development. So some of the challenges is knowledge, concentration, confidence, and really drilling down on what's going to be that primary or secondary strategy. Yeah, I think you're right because people lack focus because they either read some books, go on YouTube, social media, uh, some physical training, and then they want to do service accommodation and rent to rent and yeah. commercial conversions and new builds yeah. and be a deal packager yeah. and so on and so forth. Uh, and you'll know as well as anybody else because you're into mindset. I'm going to cover that later on. Uh, if you try chasing two rabbits, you end up catching none. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. Laser focus is incredibly important. And on that note, what's your fa most favorite strategy and why? Um, I, that's a good question because I like them all. But for us as a business right now, we have done HMOs and we're not going to do any more as it stands because we don't want to be oversaturated. So I still love the good old traditional buy-to-let model. If you want to own assets, buy below market value property, add the value, recycle your cash, get a great tenant in there long-term, make sure it's tax efficient, and you can still be in at three, four, five, if not 600 pounds a month net profit on the right property without doing a lot of work. Um, having said that, rent-to-rent -rent service accommodation is cooking on gas right now. But if, if we go back to you know, what really also does work, solid property investing, good old buy-to-lets, 
are still doing great. Perfect. And I think uh, having one clear strategy is important. You touched on uh, a few minutes ago in terms of having a mentor. Who has been your most important professional mentor and why? Good question. So when, when I got into property, you know, just over six years ago, doing it the right way, um, we got a great mentor, me and Jay, a guy called Rob. So Rob was one of our mentors. He's still our mentor today. But actually, over the last six years, I've now had many different mentors because one of the quickest routes to markets is the following. Find the person or the people or the team doing the thing you want to do. Pay them to go on maybe a course pay them for their mentorship mastermind program, zap them of all their information, implement, and then move on. Some mentors you'll end up keeping for many, many, many years. Yeah. Other mentors, you might just have them for six months or 12 months and then move on. But, you know, Rob, Rob is one of my great mentors. Uh, Dylan's a great mentor of mine. Jesson is a great mentor of mine. John, James, I've had plenty. Every single mentor that I've invested in, because I've took the action, has taken my business to a new level. Yeah, and you're right. I think mentors or even a coach can fast track you because yeah. if you make all the mistakes yourself, you're going to run out of gas at some point and it's going to cost you a lot of money. Whereas mm. obviously a good coach and a mentor is going to help you fast track and is going to avoid you making all those mistakes. Talking about mistakes, what's the biggest mistake you've made so far in your business and what did you learn from it? Mm, good, good, good question. If it's not, if it's, more than one, by the way, because yeah. I've made loads of mistakes, Liam. Yeah. Uh, so if it's more than one, you can share two or three. Times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what, what we, we grew really fast in the first year. And then one of the mistakes is we completed on a property and then we forgot to get the tenants to leave. Yeah. <laughs> and then it delayed <laughs> us. <laughs> and that was just because we were growing too fast. So I, so I suppose that's one of the mistakes is, is, is trying to grow too fast. And what did you learn from that? Slow down, yeah. uh, build a team. Yeah. So we got in a great PA at that point to manage the paperwork and the yeah. refinancing. Because if you've got seven, eight deals going on at once, there's a lot of paperwork. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of different structures. So sometimes less is more. And, you know, not everything's going to happen overnight. So that, that was certainly one of our biggest mistakes was trying to grow too quick in that first year. We then learned that me and Jay couldn't do it all. So yeah. we wanted to, to obviously uh, branch out and, uh, you know, then start building a team. Anything else apart from that? Um, other mistakes that we've made, uh, hiring too quick as well. Okay. You know, sometimes you hire someone, you, you, you sort of know they're not right, but mm -hmm. because you need to hire that person, you hire them, and then you realise they're not the right fit, yeah? So take your time in the hiring process. You know, we're, we're in the process now of hiring a new videographer. We've got a great videographer and camera guy, a guy called Tyler. He's been brilliant, been with me three years. But, you know, we're going through this process of hiring someone else and we're like 12 weeks in the process and we still haven't found the right person. But from learning from my mistake in year one, we're not just going to hire anyone. We're going to take our time. And it's hard right now, isn't it? I mean, uh, I talk to people every single day, as you know, uh, and everybody's struggling to find staff mm. from people who are up north. I've got mm. a guy who runs a tutoring company, can't find tutors. I've got a lawyer friend of mine, he wants six lawyers to start straight away. Six. He's got a, wow. a big firm. Wow. Can't find any. Can't we're, find we're looking for accountants. Can't find any. Wow. I've got a uh, cash and carry client. You're looking for HEV drivers. Can't find them for love, no money. It's just, it's just it's really painful right now. I don't know where everyone's gone because we're like, you know, millions of people here in the UK and I don't know if we're just sitting on their backsides or, you know, 
they, they got twos to furlough, I think. <laughs> we, we gave them that Brexit pill that was yeah. sold all of our ills, Liam. But we're not going to talk about Brexit now because we talked about it a lot over the last five years. So I promised myself we're moving on from Bre- Brexit. So we'll move away from property because I know you're also good on mindset and obviously speaking, coaching, and you're also a deal maker. So we'll, we'll spend a bit of time on that. Every day you wake up, what makes you feel inspired to be your best? Yeah, uh, my family. You know, my wife, my kids, Holly, my four beautiful kids, you know, for sure. Every single morning, you know, everything I do is for them to give them a better quality of life so we can do the things that we love and we enjoy. Uh, My team, you know, love my team. You know, it's my responsibility to drive the team forward. So I need to stay accountable to my team. Uh, And also the community, you know, everyone we have within the Dealmaker Assets for Life community you know, I have a, I've made a promise to that community to serve them, to deliver, to inspire them, to motivate them. So every morning I wake up, it doesn't feel like I'm going to work. It's like, right, it, yeah, I, I just get into combat zone and let's go. Yeah, and I think that's important, mm. especially obviously uh, having a network around you. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.